I'm not just happy, I'm her pal. This is Power Up Life, the podcast. I'm your host, Gianna Lucas, co-founder and CEO at Hapal, the social enterprise that powers this podcast. We help you slay life in high school, uni, and beyond. Each week on the show, you'll learn epic life skills in a super chill way. Hear from well-known legends as they reveal their biggest setbacks and milestones to date, and you'll find out what our Hapal squad think about a whole stack of topics too. From epic challenges to super raw moments, this show has it all. So let's power up life. Mindfulness. I reckon it's a strong contender for word of the year in 2020. One of the things this global pandemic has done is force our entire society to slow down and be more mindful. It's opened our eyes to see and value what's really important in life. Things like our mates, our fam, and most importantly, our own mental and physical health. Mental Health Month is coming to an end here in Australia and to be honest, it couldn't have come at a better time with everything we're all experiencing at the moment. So I'm really, really excited to introduce you to this week's guest on Power Up Life, Matt Runnels. He's a speaker, mentor, facilitator, advocate and CEO and also founder of Mindful Oz. Oh, and oh yeah, he's a Hapao ambassador as well. I know, super awesome. Matt has an incredible story. Trust me when I say he has been through the trenches. There's a reason why he's so passionate about mental health. There's a reason he's shared his story on so many stages, not just here in Australia, but around the world. So in this episode, Matt opens up about his transformational story, what life was like for him as a tradie, entrepreneurship, his super relatable top tips when feeling overwhelmed and so much more. He even drops a super awesome bombshell as well. So stay tuned for that. Also, a quick content warning on this episode as we discuss mental health. Listener discretion is advised. And if you do need someone to talk to or are in danger to yourself or others, you can always ring the wonderful people at Lifeline on 13 11 14 or Kids Helpline on 1800 55 1800. Now let's power up life. Matt Runnels, thank you so much for coming on Power Up Life. Thanks for having me and thanks for starting meaningful conversations. I love what you're doing and, and love that many people out there are getting a hold of the tools, tips and strategies to live a, a better, more healthy and resilient life. Yes, and that is what we're all about here. And I think it's a wonderful thing because we want to uplift and empower. And, you know, we are going through some uncertain, uncharted waters at the moment, which does bring up a lot of concern and uncertainty in people's lives. Just quickly on that, I'd love to ask you, in this time of COVID-19 and part lockdowns around Australia, I know you and I are both in Melbourne at the moment. How are you finding it all, especially in the line of work that you do? I'm really enjoying it. I'm, I normally have a diary that's chock-a-block full of work and, you know, I love what I do and travel around the world doing what I do. But it's nice to have the freedom at the moment to create and to upskill and to better myself so that I can come out of this situation a better person, but also with more tools and techniques and strategies, not only to live well, but to better my career. So I'm really enjoying the freedom of not having to be anywhere and doing the thing. And I can just put <laughs> that time and attention into me so that I can be a better advocate and a better person. So, I mean, I'm thoroughly enjoying the challenge. 
Yeah, and I think you're right because you are allowed to be more mindful now because there's less things in the in the in the diary. Therefore, you can spend more time at home and and I guess brainstorming and getting excited about the future, but also taking a step back. Like you were saying to me before we went on air to do the interview that you're doing a lot of podcasts at the moment, doing your own, but then also being featured on others like ours. How has that been for you? Loving it? It's great. It's fantastic. And I, I love that meaningful conversations are started out in the world. I love the way in which some of these podcasts are getting a little bit deeper into what I've been through and how I've come out of it and not so much around the story itself. I mean, I've got press play on that trauma every single day, which I'm, I'm fine to do. But I just think that there's better things to get out of, of my journey than me just being able to tell my story. That motivation will last for 20 minutes for some people, but the tools and skills that I'm able to share with people that have got me through will last a lot longer than that. And so I'm really loving that opportunity to share that with people. And, you know, I do a lot of podcasts even pre-COVID. I think I'm doing about three to four podcasts (laughs) a day, which is just, it's crazy, but it's nice. It's nice. People are starting meaningful conversations and we're seeing a lot of positivity and a lot of tools and techniques spread around the world. And that's that's a very beautiful thing for everyone. I know that you've shared your story many times over and I know you've just addressed that then, but I do want to ask you a question about it because for someone who hasn't heard it before or hasn't heard an in-depth story, I'd love to be able to tap into that just to give context to people as to why you've started Mindful Oz and why you've done so much good work with it because there is always a backstory. And even before we did our interview, before we started this interview, I shared so much of my backstory as well for someone who has experienced years and years and years of chronic and debilitating anxiety. I understand that that 100% is the reason why I do what I do today. And so I wanted to ask like, in your past, like, and in looking into your story, you've, you've, and let's just cut to the chase. You've lost six mates from suicide since you were twelve years old. Yeah, I mean, eight. that's eight. Oh, it's even more eight. Yeah, like that's that's well, tough. Like that is really tough. Yeah, uh, it is, and and it's the energy and drive and force that I have to continue and do the work that I do. So I'm very, very blessed in many ways that this has happened to me and I've been strong enough to get through to this moment right now and to use that for the betterment of others and yeah unfortunately I lost my first mate to suicide at the age of 12 and just like any other kid out there energetic bubbly cocky smart ass little 12 year old kid with no worry in the world and it was it didn't really have the impact that a lot of the others have had just because I had a lot of ignorance and a lack of education around what that looked like and you know I couldn't really fathom how anyone's life could be be that bad that that would be their actions that they needed to take and my ignorance and, and lack of understanding towards mental health or brain pain as I like to cause it I call it uh, led to my spiral out of control myself so mm-hmm. it was essentially it's a cut on the brain and 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 it bleeds out until we deal with it and it's the same on uh, as a as a as a limb so you know I, I live with that trauma for a few more years down the track to the age of 16 and I lost two mates in at the age of 16 to suicide and four more at the age of 20. I mean, another one, the fourth one at the age of 20, sorry. And between 20 and 26, I lost four more mates to suicide. And, you know, it's a a lot of pain and trauma to experience. And it's a lot of situations that I wouldn't wish upon anyone. But as I said at the start, I'm very grateful and blessed that in many ways that experiences have happened to me. So that um, I've become a much better person for it. And externally, I'm able to give these tools, tips, strategies, and those stories of hope, healing and recovery to many people around the world and, and hope they don't have to experience and endure the same traumatic times that I have 
However, I know many will, but it's about knowing what to do when we when we get into these situations because there's a lot of life's inevitable situations and challenges that are going to happen. But as long as we're equipped to know that we can, we're strong enough to get through them. And fortunate enough for me, I've had the support around me and whatever amount of resilience that I must have had during those times to get through. And um, very grateful that you know I'm able to sit here and, and talk about these things and use stories that have maybe hurt me um, in hope that someone gets something out of it. The, to move them forward, that would be a beautiful thing. And I was reading that in 2016, uh, you were still working as a full-time tradie. What were you What were you doing as a tradie? Yeah, <laughs> were so you a carpenter, I'm plumber? <laughs> plumber. So I was a qualified plumber. I dropped out of school in year 11 to go pursue plumbing. And I didn't drop out of school because I was bad at it or I wanted to do plumbing. I dropped out of school because I just couldn't sit still. <laughs> so I found myself getting in a lot of trouble. And, uh, you know, that's that was a part of the bipolar that I wasn't uh, familiar with. Uh, unable to manage so yeah become a plumber in 2000 uh after year 11 and i did that right up until july of 2017 so i was operating the charity at the same time i was a plumber i don't miss plumbing at all i, I didn't enjoy plumbing at all and um some of the most traumatic experiences outside of the loss of mates has, have happened for me in the, in the construction industry and yeah. and that was a big part of my reason as to to fix these stigmas and this macho environment that we see in blue collar industries and people from seeking help and support. And I, again, just another situation where I can use those experiences for the betterment of myself and others. And I think you hit the nail on the head because I've got a few mates that are in the construction blue collar industry and we've had a lot of heart to hearts, you know, at dinner when we're all together and they'll just say point blank, even though that they're a deep thinker, they feel like in those environments, they can't be completely themselves. They can't be vulnerable because vulnerability in that industry equals you're not quite you're a loser, but you're not strong enough because they see strength as physical strength, not mental, mindful strength. And I know in chatting with my friends, they find it very difficult to the point where Sometimes I just want to throw in the towel and and not continue in that industry because it is so tough. And they've tried, especially those that are in more of the management construction roles, they've tried to use their influence to create cultural change in that environment. Because you're right, it's very, very different. And, you know, I think it's so great that you're spending time in trying to empower those industries to go, just because you're a sensitive soul does not in any way mean that you're not strong. In fact, it shows that you're even stronger. Yeah, I think it's really important. We all live with problems and challenges, but yet for some reason we think it's attractive to hide them. But I Mm -hmm. think what's really attractive is someone who steps forward and owns the stuff that they've gone through Mm -hmm. and works their way through it and then uses them experiences to help others. And that vulnerability is strength. That is the birthplace of strength. And the more people we can make aware about or encourage to step forward and own own their story, the better this place will be for everyone to live in. So, you know, it starts in those blue collar industries they're really tough sort of environments and for many years they're very clicky you don't want to talk to your boss about the, the things you're experiencing because maybe the jobs that he'll put you on will be less or maybe the hours will be less or you know maybe he'll even get rid of you and there was a lot of things that I faced through my experiences so yeah you just suppress the emotions and that's not healthy for anyone so I just encourage so many people to to find the people that uh, make them feel like they belong and not fit in yeah because uh, there's a big difference between those two and, and when I did and essentially found the people that made me feel comfortable and safe and supported in sharing my thoughts, feelings and emotions, well, then life started to become that, that little bit easier for me. Yeah. And you raised such an important point there. There is a difference between belonging and fitting in. Can you describe for us what the difference is for those who are curious, like myself? <laughs> yeah. So fitting in, for uh, I think a lot of people 
I see from a distance are fitting in and fitting in is when we have to show up and bring something to the table in order to be accepted to be a part of this group whereas a belonging is showing up as your authentic Mm -hmm. unapologetically as you as weird as wacky and as wild as that is or as emotional as it is being who you really are and not having to bring anything to the table other than just who you really are and to find and to feel comfort in that group when you do so. So huge difference. I see it a lot of time on Instagram and social media is about people trying to fit in and be something that they're not to feel accepted yeah. and to feel like they have a place here. Whereas, yeah. uh, you know, we don't think, act or behave the same as anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet society will try and confine us to do so. Yeah. So it's about being who you really are. And when we believe in ourselves, when we be ourselves and when we learn to love ourselves a little bit more for who we are well then life uh, satisfaction improves dramatically and it has for me hundreds uh, 100% exactly right and we all have an individual fingerprint you think of it like that none of us are the same we're all uniquely different and sometimes we think that when we look at particular groups oh they're all the same you know you just presume there's this presumption made and therefore you feel like well I am so different but the reality is as you said each and every one of us are so different it's just that sometimes we put on a front to show that oh no I'll pretend to be exactly like you and I have to say that in my own life when I have been especially my younger years as a teenager when I tried to fit in a couple of times and perhaps not belong it would never work out I would be emotionally and physically exhausted because it's almost like I'm playing a character I'm acting and you can only act for a certain amount of time before you you crash and burn because you're just stuffed and for me I learned at a young age to go nah I'd rather just be myself than have to show up as somebody else because that is just an exhausting existence and people will never appreciate me for who I am if I don't let them in. Yeah I mean it's just so much easier to live in a world in which I can show up and be myself and you know my Instagram all of a sudden now doesn't have a lot of me doing a lot of social things my Instagram is purely about well-being resilience and doing things that make life easier for me and other people and yet I, you know I'm um, people who unfollow that people ask me to post other things and you know we want to see what you do outside of work Matt but for me I find the people that really love and enjoy that and I feel accepted by the people that still do want to be a part of that so it's just much easier to be who you are and not someone else as you said it's very exhausting to try and front up with a mask on every day and I did it for about eight years so it's just how'd you find it how did you find it did you literally just after eight years go um, I've had enough like what was oh. that tipping point yeah, I mean, the well, the kick up the butt that I really needed was the loss of my sixth mate, which was me, um, one of my best mates to, to, to taking his own life. And I mean, it was just so exhausting for me. I sat and bathed in, in, the, in the challenges and the problems that I was experiencing for a long time. And as I talk about it as a bathtub, I was sitting in that bathtub of, of challenges, problems, trauma, pain. Uh, and bathing in it and soaking up in it instead of jumping out of that bathtub and, and trying to find or trying to build a ladder to get out of that bathtub as such. So, you know, the kick up the butt that I really needed was was sitting up the back of the funeral of my sixth mate and realising um, if not me, then who? And enough's enough. And they were the two things that come to my head that day and I decided, well, if I if I don't want to sit up the back of any of these more of these auditoriums and I don't want anyone else in this room to do the same thing as me, well, I'm going to have to do something about it. And I've got to stop blaming the system and stop blaming people around my mates that treated them poorly or uh, poor workplaces, stop blaming everyone, Matt, and actually do something about it, fix those problems. And so that's what I'm actively out there in the world trying to do right now is take acceptance and onus for the position that I've been put in and the experiences that I've there's no fortunate about it but I've been you know I've, I've lived and I'm able to use them to create magic for someone else and 
I think um, there's a lesson in that for everyone about not trying to blame any other situation on anyone else and to control what we can control. And we're all so valuable in this field of wellness to each other. And you're exactly right. It's not playing the victim card and saying, oh, woe me, woe me. As you said, you decided to do something about it. So instead of being a victim, you be a victor. You know, you decide to be victorious. And clearly seeing this time and time again in my own life and speaking to people, everything happens for a reason. And sometimes the most difficult of circumstances in life happen to us because we're meant to either learn something, grow. It's amazing to see that despite all the trauma that you have experienced, look what you've done with it. You've turned it around and now you're impacting thousands of people because of that choice that you made. And I'd like to think the same thing in my own life that I've decided to not play victim and instead to utilize this opportunity that we have to make a difference and create change in our community. And I remember reading about something that you've said time and time again, and you've always said, I want to ensure the next generation doesn't walk into the unknown like I did. Can you tell us if there are people listening right now who perhaps are going through a lot at the moment, maybe their circumstances at home are hostile, maybe they're in environments that are causing severe trauma on their mind, they're feeling overwhelmed, uncertain, lost. Maybe they're feeling like their mates aren't there for them in their own head and they feel like, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, they're just, they're just lost. What would you say to that person right now to help them get out of that headspace that they're in? Yeah, just know that every single bit of pain or trauma or any thought, feeling and emotion that you're experiencing right now is carving you into the person that you're meant to become. It's an action signal for change. And although them changes might take a little bit of work, some some will take a lot of work. It's so worthwhile. As I said, I, I sat and bathed for eight years in the emotional pain and thoughts and feelings that I was experiencing. I never imagined a life possible as the one that I'm living right now, but it is. When we tap into the strength that exists in every single one of us, we can become a beautiful, meaningful soul and set out to make the difference we were born to make. It takes work, it takes tireless work, but the human being is wired for love, belonging and connection. All we ever want as a human is to love and be loved, seen, heard, felt and got. And when people can show up and be that person with to each other, or we can show up and be that person to ourselves, what's ahead is very beautiful. So take it from someone who sat on the bottom of life for a long, long time. You know, I'm climbing my way back to the top. I've got no idea what the top looks like, but it's a continual fight to get there. But something beautiful does exist. I never imagined that a life like this would exist for me. And through tireless work on my mind and behavioral health, by doing the things that I can do that are free to us, that we possess unlimited amounts of, we can become a better person. And that's, you know, your gratitude, your compassion, nutrition, exercise, get rid of the toxicity out of your life. Make sure your values align with your behaviors, breath work, meditation, all these things, cold exposure. There's so many good things that we can tap into. You don't realize the strength we can be, but I think it takes fear to get to the very bottom to realize exactly how strong you can be. And and I've experienced that. So just know that it's possible for any single person out there that's listening. Doesn't matter the emotional pain that you've been through. Use that pain to create magic. Stop kicking back off it. Stop thinking that it's going to be there for the rest of your life because it's a, it's a mindset shift between survival and fighting and choose to fight because what's ahead for you is definitely worth fighting for. That was an amazing story. That was an amazing speech. I love it. You said so many beautiful things right there. Exactly. It is a choice that we get to make and it is a mindset shift. And as you said, you've been to the bottom. You've been in the trenches. You've been at the bottom of that well. You know exactly what it feels like. So you get them. You get it. Yeah. And I think you're a perfect example of somebody who's chosen to make that decision to change your life and to impact others. And I'm sure you will be empowering a lot of people in just what you've said just then. I'd also love to ask 
you a question. Now, I read on your website, and this is quite funny, I just have to explore this a little bit more, that your story has been featured in songs. Please explain. Two songs out there in the world now that have based their, I guess, their lyrics off hearing my story. So one one band sat up the back of one of my keynotes one time, and then they went away and wrote a song called Bring Me Back to Life. Right. Um, the band is Before Time Fades, and they sang Bring Me Back to Life, which is... Wow. Story about my first attempt and how I uh, overcome that, and wow. how the thought of kids is what gets me, brings me energy and drive every single day to continue. And then the second song was written by Siobhan Callahan Tasker, and she sang that at our charity gala ball to open up last year in October. So it, that song is fantastic, and uh, I'd love to be able to share that with everyone. It, it's brilliant, and that that story is more about the loss of my my mates, especially Sean, that I lost in 2016, and how I've used those experiences for the benefit of others and hopefully not being in that same position or is there something that I could have done differently and and all the rest of that and all these constant thoughts that I experienced so it's nice that two people only heard me speak once and went away and went well I'm going to write a story about that I'll write a song about that and they have and the songs have been very very popular and yeah seen by thousands tens of thousands of people which is is brilliant quite amazing did you ever think that songs would be written about you (laughs) not at all when I got the first (laughs) call I think I was running around football training and I got a message and I was I think it was a cold night and I was thinking how can I get off the training track here and I went over and checked my phone and a bloke goes um it inboxed me and said Matt I've written a song about you yeah I'd like your help on finalizing the lyrics and seeing what changes we can make there's actually a third one that's just recently done one he he heard he wrote the song about himself after sitting in an auditorium hearing me speak he was inspired to write a song about his journey so yeah it's it's nice to to have words and be able to articulate things in in ways that make people inspired to to do other things and that's the idea of being a leader in any sort of field isn't Mm -hmm. to have isn't to create followers it's to create more leaders and and as I said at the start it's about helping people become uh, believe in themselves and be more of themselves and love themselves and I think there's three people that have gone away and done that and created uh, magic for many other people which is a beautiful thing it's so true you're right it's not about creating followers it's about creating leaders what's next for you then would you like to be featured in a movie or a tv (laughs) show like have you got anything on the cards you want to share No, TV doesn't interest me. I have been in a docu- uh, 2018 documentary of the year, Suicide the Ripple Effect. I was only featured in that for very small amounts of time, but that's um, a six-time international award-winning documentary that's um, been seen in 20 to 30 countries by f- over half a million people. So, yeah, it was a nice taste of a story that of my mentor and one of my best friends in Kevin Hines, and I was just lucky to pay a play a part in that and it's nice that meaningful conversations have started in what many different formats and if there's anything I can ever do to, to leverage the conversation I'm going to do it so yeah apart from reality tv I did get asked to go on that a couple of years ago and I, I, I declined I'm not interested in drama and uh where did no you one... get hang on where did you get asked to go bachelor <laughs> really they, they I can actually it. see I can see yeah, yeah 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 you got you you know you got the hair and the smile and the eyes <laughs> and all that going for you yeah okay okay yeah, and you said no <laughs> much on the looks front that what they were really looking for is is mental health advocates and they wanted to bring mental health mainstream to the tvs and the year that honey badger did it so there you uh, go they asked a couple of us mental health advocates in the field if we would be interested in in looking into it all of us declined so yeah there's other which I can get my story and, and to yeah. get education out there other than um, to go through uh, that sort of reality TV drama and uh, yeah. it's not really 
And it it is full on. It is a full on experience to go through The Bachelor. I mean, just side note, the fact is, is that you're in an environment where your phone's away from you. You you meet, you're living with people, especially for the contestants, you're living with people that you've never met before. You're competing essentially for the one guy uh, or one girl, depending on the season. And it's... It's difficult. It's almost like the rise of the fittest or whatever the, the saying is. It's, and it's really traumatizing. And sometimes you do hear of the contestants coming out and saying it was yeah. difficult. And yes, you get to make friends in there, but you also, it also can be very traumatizing for many. And you're right. I think being a mental health advocate, you don't want to be advocating for something that can be very difficult for some people. And yes, it makes good television, but you're dealing with humans here. You're dealing with the well-being of lots of people. Yeah, it's not my sort of thing. I mean, I'd really love to go on Survivor. I think that that's a, yeah. there's a different element to that. And I mean, as I said, there, if there's ways in which you can leverage a conversation and if there's ways in which we can get people talking about this thing, I'm open to anything. But I think that the ways in which we're doing it right now are, are much more uh, beneficial ways for my health and well-being <laughs> and, and for the people out there. I mean, mum always said, don't go on reality TV, Matt. You don't have a filter, so... <laughs> Yeah. That sometimes makes the best television, the no filter. Anyway, I would be a television. Uh, yeah, they'd love to have have my mouth on, but um, I don't think it would um, get me in much trouble, um, much benefit at all. So yeah, <laughs> I, have, I have a way in which to just be authentic and real, and I think that is good for TV. But sometimes it's not not good for the rest of it. Well, I think what you're doing is very good, and I'm glad you're making choices that benefit yourself and many of those around you. I think Mindful Oz is an a fantastic charity, an amazing organisation doing such great work. And I'd love to ask you, how can people get in touch with Mindful Oz? How can they be a part of it? Are there ways for them to do that? Yeah, absolutely. Some of the best stories um, have come from people that have reached out to me and said that they want to get involved and volunteer. And I mean, one of our, our is an incredible story, Jamie Wolf, she, Jamie Munro now, she's married. She she came to me probably about four or five, four years ago and said, you know, I love the work that you're doing. Is there a way in which I can get involved? And I, and I said to her after many discussions, how well are you? And she was obviously passionate because she was experiencing these things and she related with my journey and how authentic I was on it. And so she wanted to help. And I said, how well are you? And she said, no, I could be more well. And I said, I know I can see it about how about we work together and I'll give you the tools, tips and strategies in which I use and we'll see if they work for you and we'll get you to a place of wellness so that you're going to be the best advocate you can be and I'll support you on that journey. So she went away and worked on herself. She came back and she volunteered for three years. After volunteering, she then is now a speaker for the charity. She facilitates our programs and workshops and she was the first ever employee at Mindful Oz. So beautiful journey of someone who took onus and acceptance for their journey and and just climbed and climbed and climbed. And she's such a fantastic advocate and she's so authentic and replicates everything that people need to see, hear and feel. So, I mean, if people are listening and I mean, I always get asked, how can I help? How can I get involved? People just want to speak straight away and tell their story. But what's important is to understand why you're speaking and to know that you're not just everyone in the country's got a story to tell. So it's about understanding that I've got so much knowledge and education and information behind me so that I'm always equipped to deal with any question that's asked or any situation that I'm put in. And I think that's the role of an advocate. So volunteer, see how we do things, uh, join in, facilitating workshops when the time's right and the values align. And we want people to, to follow their journey and to be the best version that they can be to themselves and to everyone out there. And however we can support that, we do. So, you know, we have a big volunteer database of 50 to 100 people. We've got facilitators that are all between 20 and 30 years old and keynote speakers in every state across Australia and even some across the world. So it's a nice little team of people that are just 
passion and all our values align and we, we're all in it for the right reasons and that's a very beautiful thing and sometimes it's a rare thing. And I think you're going to continue to draw many amazing people into your organisation just like that lady. I think it's incredible that she started off as a volunteer but you worked with her and now she's en- ended up being a leader. I think that's an amazing story, one of many. Now, up next, we're going to ask you some of your biggest and smallest things that you're grateful for in your life and, of course, the challenge. Power Up Life with Hapow, a social enterprise powered by you. This week, we asked you how you find your zen when life gets hectic. And here's what you had to say. When life gets hectic, something I like to do is go for a walk or a run. It releases endorphins, leaving you feeling a lot more relaxed. Not only that, but I use my journal, jotting down all the things and later realising that they aren't so full on as you may think. Just break it down and I can assure you that it will be okay. It is also good to take a break for yourself. Have a spa night, fake tan, it is never too selfish because it just makes you better as a person. When life gets hectic, I like to organise my space and clear my head by writing a to-do list to get everything out and then I spend some time doing some activity and moving my body. So I'll do some light stretching or go for a walk and that movement really helps me find my zen and calm down and focus on what's important. When life gets hectic, to, to find my zen, I often I just like to go out at the back of my house. There's a nice nice little bit of open area in parkland and I'll just sit there with a book and a cup of tea or a coffee and, and let my, my dog run around and just watch her and, and watch the birds. And often I'll take, take off my shoes and just run my feet through the grass and just really ground and take everything in and just take, take some nice, nice slow breaths and just enjoy, enjoy that moment to just know that everything's okay and it's good to slow down. I try to keep a healthy routine going, such as going to bed early or going on a morning run. I find both of these things that I do just really set up my day well and also help me maintain a positive mindset. I'm Carissa Shale and that's this week's talk topic. Got something to share? Drop us an email, yoursay at hapow.com. Learn epic life skills in a super chill way. Sign up for free at hapow.com. All right, Matt, what's one big thing that you are grateful for in your life that you just couldn't live without? This would be my goddaughter. There's a long story behind that, but the thought in 2012 that saved my life was the thought of having kids. So it's the energy and drive that keeps me going. It's my end goal combined with the thought of I don't want my kids to grow up in the same environment that exists right now. I want my kids to grow up in something far better. I mean, that's what I'm working towards. So for me, knowing that the lady that took me in off the street, the young girl that took me in off the street when I was homeless in 2012, she's my best friend and I love her. And I mean, she's going to be upset that I pipped her for being my biggest grateful thing. But um, (laughs) she had a daughter called Silver and Silver is my little goddaughter. And um, she, you know, just seeing her the joy that she brings to everyone around her and just reiterates my thought of one day I'm going to have kids too and that's why I'm here and it's my energy and drive every single day to get up and and be better. That's probably one of the best answers we've ever been given. Not to be biased, like I'm not biased. I love all our interviewees, but that was, that's like, you made me very emotional. I'm a sensitive soul. That That's incredible. Okay. All right. What's one small thing that you're grateful for? You're going to make me cry again or what are you going to say? Small things <laughs> I probably won't make you cry again. Small things. That's a really tough one. I just... The colour of my logo is orange. When I see orange, that's the colour that I'm very grateful for. It's that replicates that the sun comes up again tomorrow and I've got another chance and I'm grateful to be alive. So orange, the colour orange, wherever I see it, I'm just very grateful for that. That's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my goodness, you're making me cry again. Oh, now you're, yeah, you're having some water. I feel like I'm making you emotional seeing me cry. Um, <laughs> I need a breather. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. Amazing. All right, up next, we've got the challenge. Don't worry, we won't cry. You might be crying some angry tears because you might lose. You never know, but it will be great. You're listening to a Hapao podcast. Now it's time for the challenge. I'm super excited about this because I reckon, Matt, it's going to be potentially something that stumps you. You know, you're you're a great man. You've done so much good work, but I don't know how good you are at this game. Or maybe you are amazing at it. Maybe you're Superman. You're not the bachelor, but you're Superman. All right. So the game is called Heads Up. It's by Alan DeGeneres. It's one of our faves that we play at the Power Up Life show. So basically it's like celebrity heads. You pop your phone on your head and then you have to help me guess the right answers. I've got to help you guess the right answers. There's two rounds. I think we should do superstars. I think that's going to be a good one. I think it's an easy one. Would you, are you up for this? Do you think this is something you can commit to? I'm up for the challenge. We don't know how good I'll be, but I'm up for the challenge. You're up for the challenge. Okay. Now the question is, would you like to go first? So would you like to help me guess or would you, would you like me to help you guess for round one? I'd like to help you guess. Okay. So I've got to place it on my head and you'll help me. Okay. I hope you're good at describing things. How are you describing things? We'll see. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> I might need to go away and improve after this, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> okay. okay. Have you played this game before? No. Okay. All right. Well, this is one that you can play with your mates. That's great, especially during COVID. I've got Brendan here. Brendan, come through, come through. Say hello. How are you going, guys? Good. Hey, mate. <laughs> Good. So Brendan, like always, is going to be adjudicating. All right. I've got superstars on my head. And just so everyone knows who's playing at home, I cannot see the answers. We are doing everything above board here. Okay. Placing it on my forehead. Here we go. Okay. TV entertainment host. Oh, that really narrows it down. That really uh, in, narrows it. In America, um, what Mexican, Spanish, Spanish. Uh, I don't know what show. Wake up. No. Nah. Like, Next. Oh, heaps of awesome movies like, oh, no, now I've gone blank. Heaps. Oh, he's so famous producer. Um, he does oh. all the action flicks. Starts with Q. Oh, Quentin Tarantino. Bingo. Yes, yes. Okay, go, go, go. Oh, I can't, I can't do this one next time. Up. Oh, um, High School Musical. Zac Efron? Bingo. Oh, yes. Heidi Klum's ex-partner. Oh, I said, I said, Seal. Seal. Yep. Yes. Yep. Oh, yes. Amazing. Um, rapper. Uh, oh, I don't know. I, I don't I don't <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think, but the time was ticking. Okay, let's have a look at these. Okay, so Mario Lopez, I didn't get. Kirsten, oh, Kristen Bell. What did you say? I didn't know what. I should have said. You said Frozen. You should have said Frozen or something. Or Good Place. Or Good Place. Or anything. Oh, that's okay. (laughs) And LL Cool J? Nah, wouldn't have got that one. So I got I didn't do too bad. You didn't know. I got, there were six and I got three. So that's good. That's good. I got three. Excellent. All right, your turn, my friend. All right. See if you can beat me or not beat me. Time will tell. Uh, she is now big in the US. She was in uh, 13 Reasons Why. She's also in a movie with Daniel Craig recently called, ah, what's it called? I've forgotten. Oh, no, nah. nah, flick it, flick it, uh, flick it up, pass it. Okay, Australian actress. Um, if she was in Focus. She's, 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 oh, goodness, she's in every movie. She's, she's gorgeous. She's, um, starts with an M. She was on Neighbours. I can't think of any movie that she's in, but she's famous. M? Oh, oh like, <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm crashing and burning. Um, <laughs> ah, you are letting me down here. <laughs> flick up, flick. No. Oh, flick up again. I don't know. 
I'm not going to be able to say it. Okay, um, he is uh, the, the he's in um, Avengers, and he's yes, 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 yes. Wake up, you got it right. Keep going. Okay, nah, I wouldn't have got that one. Oh my gosh, Margot Robbie! Oh, oh Margot Robbie, I've met her. You've met Margot Robbie, and you did not think of Margot Robbie. Nah, did you? Not I wouldn't have got the first one. Nah, nah, you got me on the first one. Oh goodness, yes, Brendan is just saying that I should have said the Wolf of Wall Street. I know, Brendan. I know. I yeah, know. I would have been sweet then. Oh, you would have known straight away. I was actually trying to think of because she did I Tonya. She also did. Um, I would have got that I Tonya. Oh, I couldn't remember the name. I, I I'm so sorry. So how many did you get, Brendan? I should bring you back onto the. You just got one with Chris uh, Evan. Gianna, you got three, and Matt, uh, you got one. So <laughs> Gianna wins. <laughs> I don't often win our games, so I did win. I, I'm sorry I won. Enjoy that. Next time I come on, I'm going to come back for this. I'm going to come back, I promise. Yeah, yeah, bigger and stronger. But you know what? You're a winner in many other ways. So you're still a winner, all right? <laughs> I'm going to use that game now. Thanks for that. That's all right. Anytime. That's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. Games, fun, and heart as well. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Matt, you're an absolute legend. Uh, we had a lot of fun. We also spoke about a lot of incredible things that you're doing as well and a bit about your story too. So thanks so much. No, thanks for having me. And thank you for starting so many beautiful and meaningful conversations. My heart's aching for everyone right now. And hopefully things like this can provide help and support for those that are, are really struggling in this difficult time. So I'm very grateful. We're so grateful to have had Matt Runnels on our show this week. Hope you got a lot out of our chat. He's involved in so many incredible things, including a pal, and lives with such passion. He's such an inspiration to me and to many. So be sure to follow his socials to hear more about his projects, adventures, and outlook on life. Loved this episode of Power Up Life? Why not leave a rating and review? By doing so, you're helping us reach even more people just like you. Want more Hapal? Sign up to our free Life Skills platform to get access to our on-demand expert-led video masterclasses called Life Lessons, quizzes, blogs, and more. Simply visit Hapal. And be sure to follow us on socials. Simply look up Hapow AU to follow us and stay in the know. This episode of Power Up Life was produced by me, Gianna Lucas, Maria Dukadinovska, and Carissa Shell for the Hapow Podcast Network. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Power Up Life, a Hapow Podcast. If you loved this episode, be a legend and leave us a quick rating and review on your fave podcast app. Dive into the show notes for all episodes on our website, hapow.com forward slash podcast. Catch you next time and remember to power.